Welcome to the Ad Law Access Podcast. This is Gonzalo Mann, a partner in the Advertising Law Group at Kelly Dry, and today we're going to be revisiting the topic of influencers. It's timely because just last week, the FTC released a new guide that's designed to help influencers understand when and how they should disclose the relationships they have to the brands that they endorse. Previous guidance from the FTC has been tailored more towards businesses, so the focus on influencers is interesting, and it could suggest that the FTC may be turning their attention more to individuals. In fact, the FTC specifically states that as an influencer, it's your responsibility to make these disclosures and to comply with laws. Don't rely on others to do it for you. So there's certainly a warning there. The guidance itself doesn't break any new ground. If you read our blog or if you've listened to other podcasts on this topic, you shouldn't find too many surprises. But the guidance does summarize some of the key requirements in an easy-to-read format, and it provides some good reminders. So let's go over some of the key points. The FTC starts with the basic principle that individuals need to disclose when they have a relationship to any company or brand whose products they're endorsing. That shouldn't be controversial, but let's break things down a little, starting with the term endorsement. It's probably obvious that saying something positive about a brand constitutes an endorsement. But an endorsement can be more than that. For example, the FTC states that simply tagging a brand without anything more can be an endorsement. Now, if there's any surprises here, it's that the FTC suggests that a like can also be an endorsement, which triggers a disclosure requirement. It's not clear, though, how the FTC expects companies to make disclosures when they simply like a brand. Fortunately, although the FTC has talked about this in the past, there hasn't been any enforcement, and we don't necessarily see this practice as a likely target. Now, let's turn to the term relationship. Starting with the obvious, if an influencer receives payments, that's a relationship that should be disclosed. But again, this term should be read broadly. Even if an influencer just receives free products, a discount, or, in the FTC's words, other perks, that could also trigger a disclosure requirement. We've seen the FTC take action over this sort of issue before. For example, earlier this year, they settled a case with a company that offered to send people free products in exchange for reviews. Many of those people didn't disclose that they had received the free products. And the FTC has previously entered into settlements with companies that offered people discounts and even sweepstakes entries in exchange for reviews. Again, the issue isn't the incentives themselves, but rather the fact that people didn't disclose them. The FTC believes that readers should be aware of these incentives, even if the influencers don't think that incentives affected their opinions. So if you've determined that a disclosure is necessary, the next questions are how do you make the disclosure and where do you make that disclosure? As for the how, the FTC wants influencers to use simple and clear language. Simple explanations like thanks brand for the free product often work best. Some terms like ad or sponsored also work, but be careful about abbreviations. For example, although the FTC is comfortable with sponsored, they don't like it when companies abbreviate that to spawn. In their view, consumers just don't understand that. Also, be careful about hiding the disclosures. For example, the hashtag ad works by itself, but if it's sandwiched between two other disclosures, it might be hard to distinguish. Turning now to the where, the disclosure should appear upfront 
in conjunction with the endorsement and in a manner that consumers are likely to see them. The guides give some specific examples of how disclosures can be made in different platforms and media. For example, if an endorsement is in a picture platform, like on Snapchat, the disclosure should be superimposed over the picture, and endorsers should make viewers have enough time to notice and read it. If an endorsement's in a video, the disclosure should be in the video itself and not just in the description that accompanies the video. The FTC also encourages influencers to include it in both the audio and the video. And if the endorsement's in a live stream, the disclosure should be repeated periodically so that viewers who only see part of the stream are going to see the disclosure. Now, some platforms, such as Instagram, have developed tools to help brands and influencers make these disclosures. Although the tools seem to do a good job, the FTC hasn't been a fan. In fact, in the new guides, they tell people not to assume that the platform's disclosure tools are good enough. They suggest using those in conjunction with additional disclosures. So what should you take away from this guidance? If you're a company that uses influencers, the guidance serves as a good reminder about what you should be requiring your influencers to do. The FTC does a nice job of explaining the requirements in plain English, and you should consider adopting that approach in your agreements with influencers as well. Too many companies use complicated legal language that can be hard to understand. Simpler language is usually better. Also, consider presenting the disclosure requirements outside of the agreement so that influencers don't have to wade through a whole legal document to understand their obligations. You should also remember that it's not enough to simply tell influencers what they need to do. You also need to have procedures in place to monitor and ensure compliance. Now, if you're an influencer, odds are that the company that's hiring you is going to dictate what you have to do. So some of this may not be entirely in your control. For example, your company may specify exactly how you need to make the disclosures. You'll need to comply with the instructions in the agreement to avoid a breach. However, these guidelines should give you a sense of what you should expect to see in the agreement. If you don't see these disclosure requirements, you or your lawyer should discuss that with the company. A breach of contract claim isn't the only thing you should be worried about. As I mentioned at the beginning, the FTC specifically states that influencers are responsible for complying with the law and that they shouldn't rely on others to do it for them. Oftentimes, guidance like this from the FTC is a precursor to legal action, so you should be careful. If all of this sounds like what you're already doing, that's great. But if anything sounds unusual or if you have any questions, give us a call. We've represented both companies and individual influencers in contract negotiations, and we've helped them come to agreements that work for everybody and reduce their risks under the law. Stay tuned for other podcasts on this and similar topics. And if you want to know more about working with influencers, be sure to visit our blog at adlawaccess.com, where we may have more than 20 posts on this topic.